1: Good morning to you. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, and I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, one of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Couture, IT expert at Nucor Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it. Wilts can help you keep it safe. Both can do either well. See, so we're in good hands either way. I want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, questions, have a story or experience to share, or something you're looking forward to, or something that's made you mad in technology? Call us today at Everyday Tech. The number is 877 MPB Ring. That's 1 877 672 7464. You can email us, Everyday Tech at MPBOnline.org. Plenty to uh, get into today. Uh, let's see. Some of the stories that we're looking at, including uh, a Tesla firing an employee who reviewed their driver assist features on YouTube. That's fun. Uh, Google says, note to self, don't review MPB uh, podcasts on Apple or Google Play, Jay, unless it's glowing. Um, Google says Steam has arrived on Chromebooks. Uh, that could be a lot of fun uh, and a positive for Chromebooks if there are such a thing. Uh, your next Uber ride will have an extra fee for gas, even if it's an EV. That's not terribly surprising, though it's not great news. Hulu with live TV is now adding unlimited DVR for free. So there's a, uh, a perk if you are looking to get into the streaming game. Uh, and uh, how about this? The uh, EU, the European Union and UK have launched antitrust investigations into Google and Meta for their ad tech dealings. And uh, by the way, Google is going to send air raid alerts to Android phones in Ukraine. So there you go. It's the the good and the bad of uh, what's going on with Google in two sentences right there. And Tinder users can now run in-app background checks. How nice is that, I guess? Uh, That's a a lot to know about a person right off the bat. But uh, at the same time, I can see where that's handy. And uh, Peloton adds Apple Watch integration to all of its machines. And I need to know if it's, is it Peloton or Peloton? I've heard it said both ways. I guess maybe people who don't own one say Peloton, and if you have one, you say Peloton because you know better or something like that. Uh, and uh, in, this, in this week's news of uh, groups of uh, tech and companies that are uh, putting the block on Russia, PlayStation is suspending all hardware and software shipments. In Russia, and it's uh, suspending operations of the PlayStation Store in the country as well. Eight seven seven MPB ring eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's uh, bring in the guys now. wills good morning. How's it going, man? How's the last week or so been for you?
2: Oh man, pretty good, pretty good. It's audit week out here, so you know we're just kind of <laughs> looking at looking at things, checking things out, making sure we're doing the right stuff. And uh, actually, no, it's, a, it's it's been pretty good.
1: Now um, I ask you about this every so often. You are, as we mentioned every week, you are also uh, uh, an instructor at Holmes Community College, and uh, so we're coming up on the spring here. So we're, I guess, we're, we're close to the end of the school year. So how's that going for you this this year?
2: Well, glad it's spring break. You know, it's like I do still get at least one version of spring break, uh, <laughs> except where I feel for my, you know, from my online students. Online students don't get uh, don't get spring break. The classroom students do.
1: So what a bummer! A I didn't know that.
2: Long. Yeah, they go, uh, uh, for online, you go straight through the 16, there's no there's no uh, holidays, no spring breaks, no Thanksgiving breaks, none of that kind of stuff. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, got to get her done, but actually, it's going really, really good. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's a, you know, one of the classes I'm teaching this semester is a security class, it's a great class to be teaching this semester, uh, just with, you know, all the the different uptick and everything, with all of the uh, the events over in Europe, so... It's made for interesting times, made for interesting conversation.
1: I bet. Uh, that's that's uh, some great like, on-point, live-action teaching that you can do right there. Uh,
2: yeah, between very... that and then somebody, somebody is bouncing and determined to attempt to steal my, um, my identity still. I had another, another hit on it this past week. Somebody tried trying to give themselves a T-Mobile phone on my name, and uh, oh. they were unsuccessful. However, the, uh, the drama continues.
1: Yeah, you know, I, in one of these large-scale hacks, I think it was Gmail maybe or something like that, there's a bunch of my information uh, passwords got out there. So um, I I get, you know, you change the ones that are important, and some of the other ones, I guess, I don't know, maybe you you don't think about. And uh, one of mine is my Evernote, which I don't use anymore, Mm -hmm. but, and I, like, what are, And I'm sure there's every time I ask a question, uh, something that I'm not sure about, you guys point out so eloquently why somebody would be interested in that. But I'm like, who is trying to hack Evernote accounts? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's the most unsexy hack of all time, isn't it? Uh, Let me hack this. Let me hack this productivity app.
2: Well, but who, whose contact information might you have in there, and whose phone yeah. numbers might you be stored? Passwords. There you
1: go, you guys. Yeah, you, what
2: passwords are you keeping in there? They can get them into other sites, and, you know, um, people IP store addresses. all kinds of stuff online.
1: Yep. You guys hit it immediately. There you go. I, evidently, I'm using my, well, I guess, <laughs> happily, now I'm glad I'm using my Evernote for all the wrong reasons, but uh, or I was, but it Jeremy, keeps... I
2: guess we're going to have to get a different password for... Uh, <laughs> For Jay's Evernote, man, we're not going to be able to get
1: in there. Anymore. <laughs> right. Well, I just keep sitting. I have the the two factor, uh, uh, you know, authentication set up, and so I don't. Somebody is is adamant about it, and and for a while there, for and I mentioned this on the show several months back. For a couple of days there, it was like I don't know. Every five minutes, I'm getting the passcode sent to me, and I'm like, oh man, that's good times, and and. It's slowed way down, but I still get this random stray, and I, I, I just imagine it's my password being sold from one person to another or something like that. Um, but every now and then I get this hit out of nowhere with my Evernote. Uh, here's your login password or code or something like that. So here's your verification code. And I'm like, ah, look at that. Somebody's trying to get in the old Evernote. So
2: And, you know, that, that just kind of points out it's, it's a good thing to do the um – that, you know, that multi-factor on whatever you can. Yeah. Um, some people don't think about it like when it comes to, you know, um, food apps. Food apps have gotten, you know, I, I love using, you know, like the Chick-fil-A app, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what do we end up storing in there? People are like, oh, what's the big deal? I'll just I'll put a simple passport on my, you know, my Chick-fil-A app. Uh, your credit card information might be in there. Um, Great point. You know, I heard a story of this. I know I know somebody uh, very well that somebody decided to get into their Subway app account, ordered themselves a couple of sandwiches, and cleared out some gift card balances that were sitting in there. Um, you know, cleared that out really, really quick. And, by the way, the uh, if somebody gets into your I, – I will tell you from this experience, Subway doesn't care. They were not going to give those that value back. You just lost it. Someone got into your account. The yeah. reason I know this because that someone was me. Ah, uh, So, yeah, somebody down in Miami decided they needed a couple of foot-long subs, and they put every option you can imagine on there. I've never seen that expensive of a sub from Subway, but, by the way, it's not free advertising, it's just that it happened. But
1: Man, you think you'd get a better sub in Miami than Subway.
3: Yeah, oh. Subway.
1: <laughs> <firehouse>. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Jeremy, how's it been for you the last week or so, man?
3: Hey, good morning, you guys. Um, been pretty good. I've got a several wins in this last week that I'm uh, pretty proud of, but I had one come in last Thursday that takes the cake. I mean, not Thursday, Friday. Um, So, uh, my client, Miss Sandra, she owns a company called Third Coast Costume, and she considers herself, her job title is an acquisition goddess. Uh, It's like a warehouse for film and theater wardrobe, so she does all kinds of like outfitting for movies and stuff. And she said that her life was on her computer and she really needed it back the following day, if at all possible. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do that. And so I took her machine in and she said it was like super slow. Well, while it was here, I mean, it, it was a little slow. It wasn't like super slow. Like I, like she was saying it was, um, but I found some viruses on it. You know, I cleaned up some temp files, the usual stuff, um, um, it was uh, running a little hot, so I changed the thermal paste on it. And, you know, when that thing left out of here, it was running great. I mean, it's got a Samsung uh, Evo 850 SSD in it. So, I mean, it was it was never, like, you know, super slow. But in between some operations, it was a little sluggish. So, anyways, got it all cleaned up and everything. And um, uh, she asked me uh, to bring it. Or I told her I was closing my shop, so I'd bring it by her office. And so I bring it by her office, and she's like, okay, I'll take the computer and I'll Go ahead and settle up with you. And I was like, before we do that, let's just make, you know, let's just hook it up and make sure that your issue is actually fixed. So, uh, we go up in her office and we, uh, connect it back to everything. And, um, I was like, here's your charger. And she goes, no, 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 I have one over here that I keep just for my office. And I was like, ooh, that's biffy. That's, you know, that's, that's my style too. And so, um, we hook it up and, uh, get it on the internet and she starts trying to load web pages and they are just dragging. And I'm just looking at this thing like, what? Hang on. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, like a uh, bad Wi-Fi connection. Like when we reconnected, we need to forget the network and, you know, just put the password in again and all. So we with the network. Uh, before I had done that, we were getting five megabits uh, download on an at and fiber connection. So I'm just kind of like, you know, in disbelief here. Because when I tested it at my office, it was getting 80 megabits easy. So... I uh, I go through and I disconnect the Wi-Fi and I reconnect it. I do a speed test again. We're getting 55 megabits per second, but nothing is loading any faster. It doesn't seem to make any difference at all. And I'm sitting here going, what? Like, I just had this thing in my office. Uh, it was running great. I mean, I was so happy to bring it back and be like, hey, this thing's running better. You know, I'm always super <laughs> proud of the, the work that I do and everything. But this thing is just bogged down, and I am in disbelief. And so I'm going through and I'm checking like, okay, maybe there's something messed up with the drivers. So I uninstall the drivers, reinstall them and then reconnect to all the Wi-Fi stuff. And it's still just not doing it. I'm going through. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe the DNS servers here aren't, aren't good right now. Maybe AT&T is having some issues. So I change her over to Google's DNS servers. And still, it just drags online. And now at this point, I'm noticing that the computer is starting to act weird. So I'm like trying to check like, task manager, what processes are running, what's going on, and task managers start freezing up, and I'm literally, like, about to grab the screen of his laptop and be like, who are you? You were never in my office. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and so I'm about to just, like, throw in the towel, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay, okay, I've, I've run through the gamut here. I, I'm, I'm narrowing it down. Like, what has changed from my office to here? What has changed? And then it dawned on me. She said she had her own power cord for her office versus one for when she traveled. I took the travel charger out of her bag, plugged it up, and plugged it up to her laptop. And it was like a transformation had occurred.
1: Wow. It was,
3: it was snappy. It was responsive. Websites loaded very quickly. It was astonishing. And it was one of those things that always humbles me and, and, and causes me to, to remember you always got to go back to the basics. When everything is working fine and one little thing changes, you got to narrow down what that one little thing was because something as seemingly harmless as a charger that turns the computer on and it works doesn't mean that it works properly. Wow.
1: So what uh, do you know what, what the issue was with the charger? Was it too much power and it was bogging stuff down or not enough power?
3: I am assuming it was undervolting uh, the hardware so that it just it couldn't operate at its full potential. So, mm. yeah, it is in the garbage now, and uh, we've got Miss Sandra, a new charger.
1: How about that? It was just as simple as that. But in yep. the meantime, you gave her a little tune-up for her computer there. That's nice.
3: Oh, Absolutely. Oh, and uh, people might be wondering, like, well, what about if you ran it on the battery? She actually didn't have a battery. She had removed the battery from the Dell. She, I guess, it died years ago, and she gave up on it, and she was tired of getting the error messages, so there was no battery.
1: Hmm. I've done that before. <laughs> All right. So, hey, if if something, if if your computer or laptop is starting to run sluggish, uh, yeah. without giving away the story, or Fred, what what are some of the things that you can do? What's like a checklist of things you can walk through to try to. Put some pep back in your laptop step.
3: Uh, pretty much everything I ran through. You know, you clean up the temp files, you do virus scans, you uh, uninstall drivers, uh, try to narrow down faulty hardware. But again, when it was on my bench, it never acted like it had bad RAM or a bad drive or a bad anything, really. Yeah. So, you know, when it made that crazy transformation to uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Laptop, um, <laughs> It was, it, it, I mean, it, it threw me for a curve. I was just like, what What on earth? Like, is there, like, an intermittent failure in this thing? And, like, it was a short that I shook on the way over here, and now it's messed up like it was before, or what? But thankfully, it turned out to be a lot simpler than that.
1: Yeah, and when you're, like, in front of your client like that, it's hard. I mean, for me, it'd be hard not to panic. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, well,
3: you know, I was, I was swallowing the lump in my throat. I was like, I have already like, like, settled the, or I have already like given her a bill and a total and everything. And now I got to go out there and be like, hey, uh, so it's not working and, um, I got to take it back with me or something. I really don't know what to do at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those fun business owning situations where you're like, uh, what do I do here? Keep working at it until you figure it out, buddy.
1: Yeah, that's happened here. Uh, you know, we uh, occasionally we'll we'll link up interviews for NPR or other stations and stuff like that, and we'll have some famous person here, and they'll be sitting in the studio, and somehow our, our our comrex system, which is how we connect between the two stations, will will glitch or something like that, or just the connection won't work, and then all of a sudden. Uh, And, you know, of course, nothing's NPR's fault. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get fired now. Uh, Nothing is their fault. So they're like, (laughs) what's wrong on your end? And, you know, this famous person is looking at me like I'm supposed to just, like, snap to and fix some stuff, and it's all going to work right. And I'm like, okay. I'm a producer, not an engineer. But then I go an engineer for a while. Anyway. All right, we're going to take our first break here. Very interesting stuff. Uh, Sometimes it's just the power cable. It's almost like the Nintendo in the... Taking it out and blowing in the cartridge. Sometimes it's just <laughs> that easy. 877 MPB ring is the number 877 672 7464. With Wilts and Jeremy, I'm Jay. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back right after this timeout. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB. Think Radio, Wilson. Jeremy, I'm Jay. Thanks so much for listening this morning. The number to call, 877-MPB-RING, eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 You can email us, Tech at mpbonline.org. Fellow, let's go to the phones. We've got Kent in Cleveland up first. Kent, good morning. What's going on? Thanks for calling. Uh, I
0: just had a question at, um, at our we have a security system, and um, part of that, we have a, a, a large monitor in our foyer that displays nice messages and things like that. And then, when a service is going on, we switch the monitor over to the security system. Um, the, the problem is the there's a desktop. If that's part of the desktop, is not part of the security system. It's 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 what we play. It, it, it uses to, the security system feeds into that, and that feeds into the monitor. And, of course, the security system is not used every day, just mainly on the weekends. But on the monitor, we like to have pleasant messages and things like that, uh, announcements and things when the security system is not up. And so we leave that computer on. That It's a Dell computer. Leave it on. And it's a brand new. Uh, but it will freeze up every once in a while. You know, so it might be on for days. We have it set to never sleep. Um, and I called Dell, and they said, well, you, you – you, You can't do that. You have to turn it down after, uh, turn it off after a couple days and then boot it back up. Because, like, I'll I'll go to the monitor and and turn the monitor on, and it says it's getting no signal from the computer, but the computer is lit up, the power light's on. So the only way I've been able to fix it in the past is power down the computer, you know, and then turn it back on again, and everything's fine. Uh, But i was just wondering if that's that's true. The only option is just to power down the computer every once in a while.
3: Uh, you know, it's funny because you never know who you're on the phone with when you call a company and the experience level of that person. I have clients that leave their computers on 24 seven. I usually leave my own computers on uh pretty good bit as well. I had one that sat at my front desk that would, you know, it would go to sleep at the end of the work day, but we never actually like turned it off. So I'm calling shenanigans on the Dell expert, uh, that is some other issue with that machine. And typically, you know, a, one, a, a tier one tech is probably going to take the path of least resistance and be like, oh, you're doing that with your computer? Just don't do that. Uh, so if it's freezing up after you leave it up for long periods of time, um, that could be a power issue, that could be a board issue, or that could be a memory issue. I would go looking at the memory first myself. Um, but if it's sitting there doing nothing, that doesn't seem as likely. Um, I will say if if rebooting the computer occasionally fixes the issue, then it's not much to worry about. Um, if you're using the computer and it works fine, and it only freezes after it's been sitting, um, not exactly sure what would be the cause of that, but it's not going to hurt anything. Leaving your machine. On Whatever is happening is uh, some other hardware issue that's being exacerbated by leaving the machine
0: on or the memory being filled up uh, with usage. Uh-huh. It's in an interior room, a storage room. And I didn't know if there could be like excessive heat buildup. You know, it's not, it's not, not that but no, there. Not, but it's... not likely.
3: Uh, I've yeah. seen computers take some serious abuse uh, from the ones that were up in Ellisville uh, in the summer heat. In a welding shop where uh, little bitty filaments of metal are flying through the air, I just can't imagine that your storage closet is is anything near that. And those machines lasted a long time. So I'm just going to say as long as you're not exposing it to any kind of moisture, high humidity, then it should be fine wherever it is. Okay. Well, Mike. Call Dell back and try the next tier, like you said. Thank you. Certainly. Now, um, other things that you may want to look at doing, uh, especially before having to get back on the phone with Dell, is make sure that all your devices are up to date, your drivers, your BIOS. A lot of times, uh, power issues can be resolved with a BIOS update. You want to make sure your battery's got plenty of charge on it and you are connected to the wall. It'll tell you to do that when you do the update. Uh, but, yeah, make sure that you've got that taken care of and you can run those updates and see if maybe that doesn't help with your uh hardware issue
1: all right kent we appreciate the call uh from cleveland this morning very interesting stuff so i yeah i leave my computer in my office at home i basically it stays on constantly so ultimately is that good or bad or is it indifferent or how does that work
3: Mostly indifferent, I mean, I have honestly seen more computers die when you turn them off rather when you leave them on in fact, going back to my you know my Howard days because I got experience with hundreds of computers like a hundred computers every day, you know, so I got to see everything happen to a machine. The time where we saw the most significant losses uh, during my uh, time there was seen whenever we did massive shutdowns in the factory, like when the whole factory was going down and we were cutting off all the power, when that power would come back on, we would lose a couple machines every time. So it was always the turning off, not the turning on so much, or leaving on. Um, it should be okay to leave your computer on.
1: Good, good. All right, 877-MPB-RING is the number. Let's go back to the phones. We're going to Vegas. We got Rover on the line. Rover, what's going on?
4: Well, uh, a possible solution for the your previous caller is in Task Manager. Have it set to reboot, say at midnight. You know, every day or every other day. You know, that might help. You know, the, the problem that he's having definitely
3: could. Uh, routine reboots refreshes the hardware, refreshes the RAM. Definitely a, a good suggestion if uh, we don't want to dig deeper into why it would be freezing up,
4: Right, um, you know, that that's what I do. I myself, I leave my computer on 24 seven and you know, I don't have any problems. You know, when it starts slowing down, I know that, you know, uh, it's time to reboot and, and then I'll reboot the machine and get back into Windows or Linux depending on what I'm doing. Certainly. Well, that, that's
1: all I had for you. All right, Rover, we appreciate the call this morning. 877-MPB-RING, eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us, everyday tech at mpbonline.org. Take our uh, second break here. When we come back, we'll take your calls, as well as uh, I got uh, a <laughs> wife got an email last week. Uh, from the from the geek squad and I'll uh, <laughs> we'll explain that a little bit further I actually got one yesterday that was very similar and uh, equally as well done uh, outside of some fortunate misspellings I guess I don't know We'll talk about that when we come back, as well as take your calls. And uh, if we have time, we'll talk about uh, some of uh, the, the big news in the week of consumer technology. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be
4: back.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with... Uh, Jeremy and Wiltz, I am Jay. We appreciate you listening this morning. Eight seven seven MPB ring is the number 877-672-7464. All seven four six four. All right, fellas, uh, my um, my wife got an email last week from a person named Gregory. Uh, well, I'm I'm saying that wrong. The, the, it's a double R, Greg. Greg O R R Y Miller M I L E E R. So Miller um, at dearcustomer at geek squad, squad.com. Now, um, uh, I have not forgotten how to talk. This is uh, all intentional. I'll get to it here in just a minute. I've, i texted this picture to the guys last week. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a really well put together email, um, and in the body of the email, it says invoice number 8723568765287. All the invoices, but this is that one. And it's from Geek Squad. And they even went to the, the trouble of uh, putting a little trademark sign behind the Geek Squad. And it says, Welcome to Geek Squad, S Q U A, or excuse me, S Q A U A D. Squad Uad
3: Squad
1: Yeah so yeah but anyway the, the rest of it says dear customer we're happy to see your purchase on Geek Squad we offer you the best protection plans for your devices the order is processed and will be soon delivered to you on your email the activation key will be attached to the same email if you're willing to make some changes to your plan or if you want to cancel or get a refund on your plan kindly contact us with a number here Uh, 1-845-218-0321. And it says, Planned Purchase, Geek Squad Antivirus and Internet Protection. And it has an invoice ID, which is a different one. And it says, Total Amount After Taxes, $349.99. So, uh, yeah. And... um, I don't even know. There's not really a place to process that payment. I guess if you click on this picture of what this invoice is, that probably takes you to something where you could process that payment.
3: They probably want you to call.
1: Okay.
3: Because it's in there twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we should post this to the Facebook page uh, just so everybody can see you know, what it looks like. Uh, but I will say it's it's really funny because the like you said the invoice number doesn't match the invoice ID in the actual body of the email. Um, oh, the numbers in there are actually uh, four times, four times. Um, <laughs> but then uh, if you look down there um, in the in the gray part of the email, you can tell that they just copied and pasted the GS blah 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 because you can see a white background on the text. <laughs> but otherwise you know it was it was pretty well done it could definitely fool some people into calling that number and um it was uh it was a good laugh for us the geek squad
1: squad it was a good time now i got one um and i what's funny is i neglected to text this to you guys so uh i'm actually going to do that as we're Doing this show right now. Mine is from the Home Depot that I got uh, over the weekend, and uh, it says uh, customer number. <laughs> lots of customers, one two six seven five three nine five two eight one. Answer and win. Take our survey uh, form, the Home Depot. Not from, but form. Take our survey form the Home Depot to get one of Is our de- ex- exclusive reward singular.
3: Is Depot missing a T? Uh,
1: no, not in. Okay, all
3: right. Well, at least they got their uh, their letters right.
1: Yeah. Well, the well, Home okay. Depot stuff. I th- I mean, they basically just went with a straight rip of the logo, which
3: might oh, okay, get, yeah. that was
1: smart. And then uh, below this top graphic, it says experiences and as a thank you. You can select from several exclusive offer rewards. And it's got a picture of a guy's tool belt. And there's all sorts of cool things here, including a, a wire cutter, a hammer, gloves, tape measure, and all the good stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. And a big... Orange box that says "Get Yours." So there you go. And then uh, uh, near the bottom it says "Unsubscribe here," which I'm guessing is not anything specific. It's probably just the bottom of what was actual an email at one point. So I'm probably just grabbing some graphics from a regular uh, email because it has uh, an unsubscribe link. And this message says, "If you no longer wish to receive these emails." You may unsubscribe subscribe by clicking here or by writing to 6130 West Flamingo Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89103. Hopefully this isn't from Rover. So is that the legit uh,
3: Home Depot corporate I, address? Maybe
1: so. I'm not sure. But it's good to know that I'm customer 12675395281. High up on the now, priority they it list. Be, they,
3: it says their headquarters is in Atlanta, Georgia. So... Uh, this email lacks some accuracy. It's as bad as the last one, not using the actual current Geek Squad logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, and I didn't even look at it very closely before I I just took a screenshot of it and moved on. Uh, but uh, yeah, take our survey form the Home Depot. So uh, these misspellings—is this just comedy and uh, uh, good, 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 unintentional comedy or? Do people who create these things have to be off by a certain couple of letters or words here or there, maybe to protect themselves from litigation or something like that or, you know.
3: I think there's a couple of different reasons for it. one, they're just sloppy and two
1: poor translating of English
3: in, if they throw in little errors like this and the people that they send them to don't catch them, then obviously the people that they send them to are not aware that these things could be illegitimate, and so it's more likely that they would fall for it. Yeah. So they don't really care.
1: That is interesting. A lot
2: of these, I mean, if they, if they originate some of these hacks from in the U.S., there's a lot of things that law enforcement here can enforce, but a lot of these things are initiated from overseas where, for example, the FBI doesn't necessarily have any jurisdiction, and their copyright laws aren't the same as ours. So. Um, you do, you do have that English as a second language aspect of it as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so is there like, and uh, this is something we didn't cover when we talked before the show, so I'm kind of hitting you guys out of the blue with it. But uh, So we don't have like this formal list to go through during the course of the show here, but for folks who go through their email and see some random things like this, or maybe some of this stuff sometimes gets sent to you in a text I mean, what are the things that you look for immediately? Like, what are, what are some tip-offs? And uh, how do you, I mean, I mean, obviously you don't want to click on anything. My wife forwarded a picture of me, uh, a picture of the uh, Geek Squad email to me and said, hey, is this legitimate? Because uh, I think she was worried about why there was a random $350 charge um, about to be happening. And I was like, no, don't touch anything. Delete that and don't touch anything. <laughs> don't click on anything. Was my ad, uh, advice. But deciphering well, the these. First
2: thing I tell people to look at is the email address. More than likely, yeah, it is not sent from HomeDepot.com. It may be sent from Home-depot.com, yeah, which is not the same. Um, you pointed out the address before. You look at that address. It's to a random mart in the middle of Las Vegas. I, mean, I just put the address into a simple Google search and it was not coming back to home Depot headquarters. It was coming back to a shopping center. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, hovering over the links if you're on your computer or even on your phone, hovering over it and see where's the link taking you to, is it taking you to, um, you know, sweepstakes.homedepot.com, or is it t- taking you to sweepstakes home spelled with a zero hyphen depot dot .eu or, you know, just, just, Look at where those links are trying to take you to before you go to them, um, and a lot of times it's, it's it looks very very similar, but it's not the same. We see a lot of them, um, Microsoft Authentication, you know, dot com. That's not really theirs. Anybody can use the name and and kind of twist it and turn it to a different, you know, to make it look semi official. But you need to really look at what is official. Um, one thing that I did with all these, these different, you know, I've been getting letters in and people opening up accounts in my name and stuff or attempting to, um, just simply Googling the phone number that's on there and see where you know, where does it come back to? Yeah. Um, you know, one that I got was somebody opened up a, a checking account in my name. Unfortunately they didn't put any money into it. That was very disappointing.
1: <laughs> of but, all the things, uh, right?
2: Yeah. But before I decided to call and and ask that bank, is like, Hey, by the way, are y'all, you know, I need, I need to get this checked. First thing I did personally was I threw the phone number in and I said, okay, who's this phone number registered to? And it came back, and I actually went, and it was actually there legitimately to the website with that particular bank. And, and you know, just made sure that of the – you know, basically verified the information. I did an ID check on it.
1: Wow. That is interesting. How difficult is it to Google a telephone number?
4: It's, uh, well, I mean, it's not. I, I know it's easy how to hard you can type.
1: I know it, it's and it's easy to type it in and hit search. <laughs> but I mean, like, what what kind of results are you going to get?
3: Uh, well, you'll have some pages that want you to pay for results, but there's usually something that will at least point you to like a name or you know family member. I don't know. There's it just depends on what you're looking for and if you want to pay for it or
0: not. Yeah, if you want to pay yeah, for and it, if you and if it's a right.
2: business, you're going to usually get the business website back because you know if you were to plug in. You know, for example, out here the corporate phone number for Newcore, you're going to more than likely get our Nucor main website back as one of your search results because you know the web crawlers have seen, hey, you know, 1-800 Buy More Steel is registered to you know, as part of our website. So yeah. for businesses, you're usually get, but for personal stuff, sometimes you'll, you know, uh, results may vary. But just at least for me, a lot of the businesses have usually come back to show me that business.
1: And so that's something right there. If you if this is posed, this number is posed as a business, but if the search is giving you back a bunch of like individuals or people's names that look like regular people and not companies, that's that's a red flag in itself right there.
2: Or also what you'll end up seeing is you may actually see there may be a lot of people on Reddit and other discussion groups that are discussing because, hey, we've received this junk mail from. You know this address or this phone number, you may actually see people talking about it. Uh, links back to things like the Better Business Bureau or people talking about, hey, did you get this scam? Yeah, I got this one, too. People online love to talk.
3: Absolutely. Uh, for business owners, there's one that comes around uh, uh, probably everywhere, but definitely in Mississippi. Um, talking about filing your annual report for $75. Um, yeah. It is completely free to file your annual report with the state of Mississippi. Uh, you just go and set up an account and do it. It takes just a couple minutes, and, like, it's it's very much not complicated or worth $75. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's another one of those scams that they try to, try to bait you with.
2: Yeah, and the secretary is, I mean, it's almost like clockwork. Every year you end up getting, you know, something from the secretary of state. It's like, by the way, remember, it's free, And but those mailings are going to go out like clockwork every year.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll take our last break here. When we come back, we'll head back to the phones. 877-MPB-RING is the number. eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back.
0: An MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy and Wiltz. I'm Jay. Thanks so much for listening this morning. Let's go right back to the phones. We've got uh, Rao who's on the line in Vicksburg with us. Rao, thanks for calling. Good morning. What's going on?
5: Uh, Hi, uh, this is Rao. Hey. Uh, yeah, I have. A, I realize you don't have much time. I have a, a couple of questions, but I will put the first one. I have, you know, some time ago, I have an iPhone, and uh, some time ago, you know, a few years ago, I used to have a photo kind of a photos or something like that, which is a Apple thing, on which all my photos were stored. Then I switched to Google Photos, uh, and I always back up my stuff to iCloud, and uh, you know. Uh, when I look at Google Cloud Photos now, it does not seem to show the older photos that I had, you know, before I switched. So, what do I need to go to iCloud and back up those photos to a flash drive or something, and then move them to my computer or something like that? Or how, what? That's the first question. Maybe you can answer that.
3: If you're not seeing those photos in your Google Photos, uh, the old uh-huh. photos from your iPhone. Then you definitely need to log into your iCloud and download them and load them in there manually
5: okay uh, uh, while I'm doing this, I have another quick question related. If I have a flash drive you know into which I backed up you know I did a backup of my computer files some time ago, but it's an older backup. I no longer need those files because I have later backups. How do I get rid of the old backup without you know removing? The actual flash the files that came with the flash drive.
3: Uh so you should just be able to remove those files manually. Um, mm-hmm. Go in and just find the, all the files that you mm-hmm. no longer want on that drive and just remove them through file manager.
5: Oh, okay, okay, that sounds good. Uh, you have time for another quick question, or you know, uh, is there somebody else? Sure. Now, yeah. Okay. To- okay. My quick question is, you know, I was listening to your talk on leaving the computer on or turning it off. You know, uh, if if I am in the middle of you know for something, if if I'm let's say I am using YouTube or I'm using some other app uh, or running a job on the computer, now I don't do this, but uh, you know, if I in uh, if I don't switch it off, you know, usually. I put it, you know, I take the you know, what a sleep kind of option. Uh-huh. So the computer sure. is on, but it will come back on, and of course I can time the interval between, you know, how long it will be before it automatically goes to sleep. Uh, but it will come right back when I, you know, uh, when I, you know, press any kind of button. And right. uh, I, I don't remember whether it needs a password at that time or not. So my question Usually, is, yeah. if I just it, it does, okay. Uh, my concern was that if I leave the computer on, you know, without locking it up, you know, uh, uh that somebody else may get on to my computer. That may you know, that was my concern.
3: Yes. So you would need to hit like uh the Windows key and L to lock it or to click oh. down there on your start menu and click on your yeah. profile and hit mm-hmm. lock. Um but when you lock it, that isn't going to put it to sleep unless your power settings are already set to do that once the computer is idle for a certain amount of time.
5: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well so, so you would need I, to change
3: I, your power settings so that your computer doesn't go to sleep. Um it may turn the display off, but it doesn't ever go to sleep if you want to leave it locked.
5: Oh, oh, I see. Uh, You you have to change your power setting to what? Uh, You have to switch it off completely for the sleep option?
3: Well, when you go into your power settings in your control panel, um, when you go to change plan settings, it'll ask you, do you want to turn off the display after X amount of minutes or hours, and do you want to put the computer to sleep? You can change the display to whatever time frame you want, but make sure that the computer to sleep says never if you want it to stay on while it's locked.
5: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, like you said, you know, if uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, switch this screen off, basically, the display off, but leave it uh-huh. on for say 30 minutes, uh, is is anybody able to get on my computer during that time?
3: I mean, if you lock it and you have a password on it, then no. Not unless no. they know your password.
5: Oh, but I have to lock it. I see. Okay. You have
1: to lock it, yeah. Rao, we appreciate the call this morning. We've got just a little bit of time. We've got one more call to sneak in. Let's head over I-20 to Clinton where we have Alec. Alec, thanks for for calling. Good morning. What's going on?
3: Thank you, sir. Uh, On that spelling thing, when I see something that YouTube, but it's T-U period B-E, is
2: that
3: legitimate or what? Uh, Some of them can be, yeah. Usually it's like a page that can be used to download uh, YouTube videos. Um, there could also be YouTube short links. The Typically, the okay. YouTube.be, those those are YouTube short links. So those are okay. legitimate Google links to YouTube videos.
0: Okay, good deal. Thank you, sir.
1: That's a great question. Sure. That's a great question, Alec. And, and again, for me, like I would be, I, I would look extra closely because, uh, I mean. It, To me, it would be all about how legitimate does it look, because I would, you know, if I saw that link, you know, because YouTube stuff looks, I mean, it has a pretty formal look, and it's all pretty uniform, but still, I mean, just see, and, and I'm guessing that most YouTube links, even the shortened ones you know, have, uh, you know, an automatic embedding when, when you share that link with somebody that as soon as you put that link somewhere, whether it be a text message or in an email or, you know, however you do it, that it's going to basically load the preview uh, and almost so, almost replace that short uh, URL.
3: I will say this. If you are skeptical of a short link like the YouTube.be, you can just type that into your browser and see where it takes you. Because it should take you to like a, a root page or at least an affiliated page. If you type G-O-O dot G-L, it'll take you to a Google page talking about using Google shortly. So you kind of figure out where that domain actually originates.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, another episode of Everyday Tech in the books, guys. And again, uh, between calls and, and all the different things we're talking about. Uh, very little opportunity to actually talk about what's going on in the world of technology. So uh, we'll take this big bucket of stories that we had, just in case we had some extra time, including this poor Tesla employee who was fired for reviewing the driver assist features on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, we'll post them along with the uh, the picture of the things that we were talking about, the things that my the thing my wife got in the email, and the thing that I got in an email from. Uh, the Home Depot and the Geek Squad, and uh, we'll put that on our uh, podcast page. That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Everyday Tech right here on MPB Think Radio.